What's going on, everyone? Welcome to episode 33 of Win the Week. It is December 29th. Hope you guys had a Merry Christmas. Uh, today, we are interviewing MMA coach Tyson Chartier. And Tyson tells a story about how he started off in the fighting world and ultimately became uh, a fighting and MMA coach. He talks about his team and how he manages a smaller team and chooses to have the mindset of quality over quantity. Um, and with that, Joe, let's go ahead and get into the interview. And Tyson, how's it going, bud? Not bad. How are you guys doing? Hey, can't complain. You know, can't complain. Just out here trying to win the week. We appreciate you just carving out a little bit of time to connect and, and talk a little bit more about your journey and, and, and kind of what has, you've gone through to get to where you are today. Uh, and with that, you, you know, the question we like to lead off with uh, on these interviews is, you know, win the week means something different to everybody, depending on what you do and, 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 and you know, what you have going on in your life and your profession and such. So uh, what does win the week mean to you? With me, it's just mostly it's just about checking off everything on the checklist, you know, like filling any holes or putting out any fires that come up and then getting all my daily tasks done. You know, it's um, it's different every week, but really it's closing out the week, knowing that everything's checked off. Uh, what, what are some tips or how do you kind of navigate uh, having that time management and kind of learning about, uh, you know, keeping your, your, your time all together? I think a couple of things is one is, is don't overwhelm yourself looking at the bigger picture too much is like, if you can win one meal at a time or one workout at a time or one early morning at a time, all that stuff adds up to a good day, which adds up to a good week, which adds up to a good month and, and so on. Um, so I think that's important, but I also think that, you know, actually when I was in college, I used to teach organizational skills to like students that were having trouble, like they're filling out of school. And, um, one of the big things I used to teach all those kids is, you know, you got to prioritize how you're going to knock, knock things off your checklist. You know, people would have like a 16 page paper due, but then like five little homework assignments and they would focus on the paper, never finish the paper and then not do the other five assignments. They said, listen, just knock off the little ones that you can knock off. That'll build momentum. You'll feel better. You'll feel less stressed. Now all of a sudden you'll have five things done and now you're only looking at a 16 page paper and then you'll carry that momentum of the five products into the bigger one. And usually generally, you know, then have a lot more success. Yeah, that's a great point is, you know, if you have a, a list of things to do, it's always a good thing to prioritize. That way, you know, you can make sure you're getting your stuff done. So that's a really good call out there. Um, and, you know, as you mentioned, like attacking the week, is there anything you do maybe on Sunday night before you get into a new week that prepares you mentally? Or maybe are you kind of planning things out on Sunday night? Or what does it look like for you before you actually go into the week where you're kind of attacking things? I think the two big things is I'm trying to balance being like, the best coach I can be, which means being available to my fighters, but also, you know, I have three young kids and a wife, so it's trying to balance that, you know, and then I'm, I'll be the first to admit I could be better at it, but it's like, all right, so Sunday night, what do I have this week that is a priority to the kids? Like maybe they have a concert or like maybe I can shift this training session a little bit later so I could be at my son's concert or, you know, think just things like that, or like they have their graduation ceremonies, things like that. So I'm trying to figure out, okay, how can I, you know, we have a generally a set schedule for the training, but how can I alter that training if it allows me to go to something, uh, you know, one of my kids events that like, you know, those are times that you can't get back. And it's not the same watching it on FaceTime as it is, as it is being there. And I know it means a lot to them and, and I don't want to miss those things. So that's the first thing is you look at, okay, how can I shift my schedule around to make sure that there's no major things, you know, milestones that are missing in the kids' lives. And then on top of that, now it's okay. 
what are we working with on the professional schedule? Like with the, with the fighters, you know, we have, you know, certain training partners that are injured or coaches that have COVID now that you have to shuffle things around. So every Sunday you're looking, you know, down the pipeline of the next seven days and saying, okay, how can I check this bucket of the family? And then also check this bucket of the, uh, of the work and then, and make the two like, you know, be synergistic and, and, and both be feeding each other. Yeah, for sure. I think, you know, we talk about a lot, uh, how important, it is just like the day Sunday, right? You know, you have your weekend, you, you know, you can do some fun things and, and things you enjoy, right. That make you happy. You could celebrate your successes from the week. Uh, but it is important on Sunday to really plan physically and mentally almost for that upcoming week, right. To make sure that you're in a position to win again. Um, so kind of, you know, segueing into uh, the 10 ways to win, right. So that's something that, you know, it's kind of the, the foundation, the pillars per se of win the week. Uh, what is maybe uh, one or two of those that that you do very well and you and you've had success um, operating in? You know, I, I think what I've had success with when I, you know, and I'll go in kind of little, uh, I guess you could say like more consistent. Then I'll kind of fall off and this that. But when I find if I'm working out and dieting, like everything else falls into place, you know. Like if I'm eating good in the morning, I'm going to eat good the rest of the day and then I'm going to get a workout in and I'm just going to be more energetic when it comes time to playing with the kids or coaching. I'm going to be more alert. Like you just feel better. And, you know, so I, I really feel like, you know, I'm looking at the, like workout diet, like, you know, getting outside, uh, hydrating, you know, like I, I just did a program called 75 hard through first form. It's one of our uh, team sponsors and it's 75 days that you have to do two workouts a day for 45 minutes. One has to be outside. So I just went through that. And then you have to drink a gallon of water a day. And um, I found like all that stuff, like as, as much as you're doing these 10 things every day, that's adding on to your, your checklist. I found that it forced me to be more organized and like, I got a lot more done. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting. You say, you know, the workout and diet, because you're right. Like there's 10 things that we kind of build this on, but it's, it's interesting how, if you focus on those two, everything else kind of falls in place. And I think you alluded to that a little bit, which is pretty cool. Um, on the flip end, you know, if there were one or two that maybe you'd want to improve on or wish that maybe you could spend a little more time working on, what would that look like for you? The biggest one I have is, is, is sleep. You know, I think, um, I tended to kind of get wired towards the end of the night. I'm a bit of a night owl and, um, you know, you watch one episode of a Netflix thing and then that, oh, what's one more? And then mm -hmm. next thing you know, you're up till one thirty or 2. And um, the next day, you're going to feel that. So I've been trying to get better, with, but that's the worst thing on that is like, I can't just force myself to, uh, I'm going to be in bed by 11. I'm going to lay there until I fall asleep. I, I just never had success with that. And that's something that, you know, I know I need to be better at because I preach that to my fighters, but that's somewhere where I know I can get better and I, I, I probably need to get better. Yeah. And I think we hear that a lot with the sleep part. And, and I think it's kind of universal across the board. It's like, I, we know it's important. The studies come out, the data is there. Like it's very important to get sleep if you want to be productive, but it's like, when you lay down, it's like, okay, I'm going to, you know, throw on YouTube, throw on Netflix. And next thing you know, you know, it's 1am and you're like, well, shit, I'm only going to get a couple hours of sleep. But you know, we've, we've heard a couple of good things. I think one, one good thing we've heard is like before people go to bed rather than like going for their phone or TV, they'll read a little bit. So it kind of winds their mind down. So there's some interesting stuff out there, but I definitely think there's something to be said about, um, you know, getting better sleep. 
Yeah, I think, you know, sleep, sure. it, it affects your recovery, you know. Um, you know, that's how it works. You know, when you really put yourself, especially, you know, multiple workouts a day and such, the, the more you can sleep, the more your body has time to decompress, recover, and just kind of generate back from what happened the previous day. Right. So, um, but that's definitely one that we hear a lot of as well. You know, one thing that, that we hear a lot from our, from our audience is mental health, right? So that's something that is really important to uh, win the week um, because just given everything going on um, in today's society out there, everything with social media and all of this, you know, staring at screens and such, um, you know, I think it's, it's definitely something that has been getting more publicity uh, out in the national audience and in the media, which has been great, but it's still something that I think a lot of the younger generations um, struggle with. So being someone like yourself where, you know, you're, you're a coach of so many different high profile and, and athletes that are trying to make it big or at the at the peak in, in, in the UFC or whatever it might be. Um, have you ever come across anyone that, you know, has dealt with problems with mental health that, that you kind of coach them through that or you have any tips for any of the audience out there? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, you know, need to get into specifics with, you know, with certain athletes, but I've definitely had athletes, you know, part of being a coach and, and I also manage a handful of fighters is, is you end up being a counselor, you know, a, a lot of what I do and I offer these fighters isn't necessarily just the skills I teach them on the mats. It's really the knowledge that you give them and, you know, the mentorship and stuff. So I always say, if you're a good coach, you know, I'm the guy that they call at 3am when they wake up anxious about something or they're, when their girl breaks up with them, I'm the first call they make, you know, like you, you know, you're dealing with that stuff all the time. It's a lot of counseling. It's a lot of mentoring and, and just, I think the biggest way that we do it, like our team motto is let's just focus on what we can control. And there's a lot of things that, you know, can make people anxious and, um, you know, really, really distract you from your, from your goals. But at the end of the day, like if you just always focus on what you can control, like you feel like you have power and then you feel like, all right, I'm not going to let that distract me. That's white noise. That's, that doesn't matter. Like that's going to happen whether or not I stress about it or not. But what I can control and especially in the fight game is like you control showing up to your sessions, showing up on time, working hard, following a diet and being ready for a fight, whether it happens or not. That's the only thing we can control. All the other factors and variables are out of our control. So why stress them? And I know that's easier said than done, but that's something that we preach, whether it be my, an amateur about to take their first fight or some of my top fighters that are headlining UFC fight cards. Yeah, I think control the controllables, right? You know, I think that's something you hear a lot about. Um, so some good insight. I appreciate it. I think, uh, you know, the last thing, I think it'd be great just to kind of hear a little bit more about your story, right? Um, you know, you come where you come from. I know you said you come from over in the New England area. Uh, you said a Patriots fan uh, before we got going, everybody. Um, so, yeah, tell us a little bit more about your story and the journey that's kind of got you to where you are today. Yeah, if you, if you if you live in New England, I'm from New Hampshire, but if you don't live in New England, I'll say I'm from Boston. That's kind of how we do it up here. And uh, yeah, diehard uh, Patriots fan. And, um, you know, I grew up just playing all types of sports, you know, the generic like football, baseball, basketball, your, you know, year round stuff. And then when I got to college, I played the cross. I walked on and by my senior year, I was captain of the team and stayed on in grad school, got my MBA and was a uh, doing recruiting for the lacrosse team in college at uh, SNHU. And then um just got the itch after I got out of college. I was kind of bored. I started doing jujitsu. That led getting into fighting. And one thing led to another. And next thing I know, I'm managing all my friends, my teammates, and I'm coaching all of them too. And fast forward, you know, 2008 was my first fight. And, you know, we're sitting here 13 years later. And now, you know, I was just, uh, I run one of the top three last year. We were honorable mention for gym of the year. 
um, in MMA, the New England cartel. And I was coach of the year um, by MMA junkie. So we, we've had a lot of success and um, really just my whole life is just coaching these guys and spending time with my family and trying to balance that out. And, you know, I'll never claim to be the best at it, but uh, I'm a work in progress and I'm trying harder every day. Yeah, for sure. You said coach of the year. That, that That's incredible. Congratulations. I think, you know, what? tell us a little bit more about, you know, maybe what makes you different than some of the other coaches out there. What do you, what do you attribute your success to? I think it's, um, we have a different training philosophy. Like a lot of these successful gyms, so, you know, they call them mega camps. They might have like 50 fighters in the UFC that train at their gym. And, uh, you know, four or five years ago when we decided to start our own team, it was, um, I told the fighters, you know, I had a couple high, high ranked UFC fighters. I said, listen, like we need to do something different. We're not getting proper training. And I said, well, let me, let me think on it. And I came up with the idea of like, let's use more of a boxing model. Let's, I'm going to, I'm going to coach you, you two guys. I'm going to bring in the best training partners, the best coaches and build training camps around you guys versus your training camps being built around the gym schedule. We flipped it and we said, all right, you're a morning person. We're going to do morning sessions. You're a night owl. We're going to do night sessions and just basically tailor these camps to these two fighters. And, you know, fast forward four years. Now we have four fighters, but really it's just about keeping the, the team small and high quality coaching with high quality training partners. And like a hundred percent of my focus is on this small group of fighters. Whereas like some of my colleagues, you know, they're great coaches, but you know, if you have 30 guys in the UFC fighting three times a year, that's 90 fight weeks that you're on, you know? So how much are you really on the mats coaching your fighters versus just sitting in a hotel running fight weeks and cornering fighters on TV? Like I want to be there the whole training camp. I want to be there the week of the fight. I want to be at both. And if I have too many fighters, I can't do that. So um, it was a conscious effort of like, I think this is the best way that we can make a run at a UFC belt for, you know, for the two fighters at the time was Rob Font and Calvin Cater. Um, both are ranked the number five in the UFC right now. They've headlined a bunch of cards. Um, and, I, and I still believe in that, you know, we've had a lot of success now, you know, I think we had, we had buying three cards in the UFC in, in this past year. And, you know, we're fighting former champions, legends of the sport and, you know, we're doing good. So it's, uh, you know, we got a lot of heat for it a few years ago when we said we were going to do this model. People said it wouldn't work. They said we needed more training partners. We needed a deeper mat, meaning like more talented fighters around them. And then I was like, no, just, just, just wait. Like these guys are going to get good. We're going to have the best coaches around them, the best training partners. And we're going to show that there's a different way to do it. And um, I think we've had a lot of success. Yeah. So you're more of the, the quality over quantity. Um, with that, are you guys going to try to keep it small or is there any, any plans for any growth or, or what does the future look like? So for now it's to keep it small. Like I, I made promises, like I believe integrity is everything and you only have your word to, to break, you know? And I, I made a promise to these two fighters a couple of years ago, you know, three or four years ago when we broke off, I said, listen, I'll only coach you guys until you're done coaching until you're done fighting. And I'll see you guys through your career. And then after that, you know, we'll sit down and we'll reevaluate, you know, what direction I want to go, whether I want to take on some new projects or, or grow the team a little bigger and try to find more of a balance. If we bring in, more high quality coaches and, you know, have like a, you know, a bigger group, but a bigger coaching staff, you know, so we still get that same small group feel and everybody's, uh, you know, got a few coaches around them that are dedicated to them. I think that's to be determined, but um, I just can't, I can't change the model now. Well, these guys are both ranked number five in the UFC headlining cards on ESPN. It's like, I feel like a switch now would, 
I would lose all my integrity. Like I, I made them a promise a few years ago and I, I can't break that promise because I always look at it as like, I've said it on so many of these interviews and podcasts and stuff like that and social media, like it's written out there that I said, this is what I was going to do. Now, if I turn around all of a sudden start coaching, letting all, you know, I have a bunch of UFC fighters that reach out to say, Hey, can we come and train? And, and we're like, no, we're not taking new guys. If all of a sudden I change that and I start doing it just because I think oh, I'll make more money or I'll do this. It's like, you know, I have two boys and a little girl. They're going to be old enough. They're going to be able to go back and watch all those things. They're going to read it. And they're going to know that like, Oh, daddy chased the money and he went against his word. So that means something to me. That means a lot more than making more money. So um, I, I don't see it happening while these two are still fighting. And once they're done fighting, we'll reevaluate. We'll come up with the next, the next thing we're going to do. Yeah, for sure. I think, you know, obviously in, integrity is everything. Our word is, you know, um, what's a man, you know, man's not as good as his word, whatever it might be. Right. So uh, one question I wanted to ask um, for you is one thing that we hear from our, from our audience and fans is, like, you know, I, you know, I really want to, to get into the gym more, right. I'm able to go once or twice a week, but, you know, I'm really trying to get more consistent and go into the gym or we'll hear, you know, I, I feel like I have a few days where, where I diet really well and I'm eating lean, but then I kind of get off, get off the rails a bit. Um, and, and, and then eat on junk food or whatever it might be. What is some advice that you would give to, just someone that's trying to be a better person and kind of get more into the gym and diet better. Um, what's maybe a couple words or some advice that you would get the, give to them through just kind of your journey and being such a great coach for high profile athletes that obviously this is really important to them. Hey, a couple of things. Like one is like, don't like, don't make excuses. You know, you got to be honest with yourself. And I think, you know, a lot of people, it's easy to say, Oh, I don't have time. I don't have this, but you know what you're, you're doing, you're still doing all the things you want to do. You know, you're still probably getting that night out at the bar, drinking with your friends or getting that happy hour or, you know, sleeping in doing all that stuff. Like you can make it work if it's something that's important enough to you. So I think, I think take a long, hard look in the mirror and decide like, are you being honest with yourself? Like really think about that. And then another analogy I always use with my fighters is like, you know, you have a fight in 10 weeks, you're going to lay your head down on the pillow, you're going to weigh in that morning before the fight, and then, then you're going to have a full belly. And then all of a sudden, the reality is going to hit you that you're fighting a top ranked fighter the next day on national television in your underwear. Like you're going to put your head on that pillow when no one else is in the room, you're going to put your head on that pillow that night and go to sleep. Like, what are the things that you're going to wish you have done in these last 10 weeks? Like now let's do that now. So like, if you can, you know, relate that to anything, if you have a person that's got you know, a wedding coming up, they want to lose weight or someone just wants to be more fit for the next physical, whatever it is, you can figure out whatever that goal line is and, and figure out like, okay, what am I going to wish I did on that night? And then figure out, okay, now I'm going to do it. And then hold yourself accountable because it's easy to get off track. It's easy to do it for two days, then, then break, break off. And um, it's tough, man, but you know, you got to hold yourself accountable. And a lot of people don't, you know, they just, they slip and then they're like, oh, and they, they blame other people. But at the end of the day, you're going to look in the mirror and like all those sessions you didn't get to, that's on you, you know, because you prioritize something else. All that, that food that went in your mouth, that's on you. Like that's not a time management thing. Like you can make better decisions and um, just, you know, hold yourself more accountable and, and don't give, don't give yourself the easy out. Like really like think about what you're doing, look in the mirror and say like, all right, like, am I trying hundred percent? Cause you might say you are, you might say all the right things, but when you put your head down on that pillow at night, like you're the only one that knows if you're, you know, you're cutting corners. 
Yeah, for sure. I think, you know, hey, man, you, you got to be honest with yourself. If you can't be honest with yourself, then it's going to be really hard to to make those improvements. That's something we always say. And, you know, it's, it's good to hear from you that, you know, you know, you set some different goals that you have for yourself. And then, you know, you build out the plan of how to get there, right? It's, hey, I, this is where I, this is what I want to do. I want to lose X amount of pounds or, you know, I want to get to this status in my professional career. You know, you make those goals, write them down, revisit them daily, and really just kind of map out a plan of attack of how to get there, right? And hold yourself accountable. So um, good to hear that from you. Well, you know, I think that's, Kyle, anything else on your end you got uh, question-wise? No, I think uh, Tyson was great. It's, it's nice to talk to someone from the coaching perspective. I mean, we've, we've talked with some athletes and um, some people that are more in like the dietitian world, so to speak, with somebody like yourself who, you know, is a, a great coach to hear that perspective, I think is really helpful for our listeners. So we appreciate your time. Um, you know, the one thing I would say is like at this point, you know, go ahead and plug your socials or if there's anything you guys are promoting, the gym, anything that you got going on, go ahead and take it away, man. Yeah. Um, Instagram is probably the easiest way to follow my journey. I post a lot about my family and the fighters. It's uh, Tyson underscore Chartier uh, on there. And um, any, you know, New England Cartel, we sell swag online. So if you want to uh, New England Cartel.com, you can get some merchandise there. But um, other than that, man, you know, just I, I appreciate you guys having me on. And I like I like your breakdown of like what you're what's been successful for you and, you know, what you think you could do better. Because like every now and then it's good to pause and get that self-reflection and think like, Oh man, like I still saying I'm not good about sleeping. I got to do something about that. So I appreciate you guys. This is like a good learning experience for me as well. Yeah, for sure. You know, like I said, you know, we, we, we appreciate having you appreciate the kind words, you know, we're just trying to, to get a little bit better, right. Um, set your goals and just trying to get a little bit better every single week to, to reach those. So uh, appreciate it, Tyson. Thanks so much, man. And, and wishing you and, and everyone uh, nothing but the best. And that was Tyson Chartier. Tyson, thank you for coming on and sharing your story uh, and some advice with our listeners. We appreciate your time. Um, everybody else, we're going to see you again on January 5th. So I hope you guys have a great new year. Uh, we're excited to bring in 2022 with all of you. And we have some really cool things coming up. Uh, and with that said, we've got a great interview coming next Wednesday, January 5th. I hope everybody closes the year out strong, closes the week out strong. We'll see you next week. And don't forget to win the week. Thank you.